Hey guys, uh, welcome back. Wow, um, didn't realise I didn't have Anchor on my phone. I got a new phone not that long ago. Um, so, uh, been flat out pumping videos for YouTube um, and just sort of, you know, ex uh, getting the content on my YouTube channels uh, pumping at the moment. So, been focusing on doing some turtle shell fitness um, vids and also doing some uh, some sort of personal videos on my personal uh, YouTube account as well where um, I've sort of taken hold of a bit of a taken hold of a bit of a um, a look into some conspiracy theories you know with the coronavirus going around now um, you know everybody's everybody's posting opinions thoughts and feelings on what it could be what it might be, what it is, um, you know, and I guess, I guess, I mean, this is sort of what this like, this this podcast is about. First one back since the last one, yeah, which was ironically about COVID nineteen, coronavirus. Uh, you know, when it first started, I'm guessing that's what I did it. I didn't. I just saw the last title was that was the last title I've done. Um, so where we're at, like, you know, we're we're in the what are we? We're in April. It's been Easter. Um, we've come out the other side of Easter, and we're still um, under restrictions. You know, I've got my sphincter in my asshole right now. Like I'm literally got my butt clenched, and I'm driving, um, and I'm driving to the place of exercise. Um, that I'm going for a bike ride with a friend of mine. We go, we go, we go for bike rides quite often. Um, you know, three to four nights a week out of the seven. Uh, we usually go at this hour of the night because we're both parents, so we both and we both have young children. So my my children are. Uh, if I haven't said them in other podcasts, I've got I've got a son who is uh, two, turns three next month. I've got a daughter, she's four, turns five in October, and I just had my daughter, my eldest daughter, turn seven in March. So I've got relatively young kids. Um, so. Uh, it's imperative that we keep them on their bedtime schedule, um, and my wife is pregnant with our fourth child, which, uh, you know, with COVID-19, uh, the, the biggest fear I have at the moment is not being able to see the birth of that child, uh, being restricted to being outside in the corridor, or maybe even at, at worse, uh, being made to sit in the car park and wait um, until it's all over. Um, why that's a bit distressing and, and, a, and a bit of a concern for me is because this is the fourth child that we've, we've we're having. Uh, we've had a long, long road to get to this point. Uh, we've had a couple of losses on the way. Um, you know, this child is our is our fourth and final child, and you know we've we've, we've had some couple of heartbreaks and and to to have that in the back of my mind is a little bit stressing, a little bit. Um, you know, it makes me a little bit anxious because of the, you know, I'm, if you don't know, I'm, I'm big in, I'm, I'm big on freedom. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not one that likes to be um, asked where I'm going, what I'm doing, and how I'm getting there. I'm very much like, well, I, I'm a free human. I have the right to, I have the right to be able to go and do what I like, when I like, and how I like. Um, I understand that COVID-19 is a, a very touchy uh, situation. Uh, where the vulnerable people are at risk and that vulnerable people 
um, have, you know, have got the highest death rate um, concerning COVID-19 and other um, underlying issues. You know, like uh, just yesterday here in Tasmania on the northwest coast, we've, we've put a complete 14-day lockdown now um, after another death at the Northwest Regional Hospital where a lady was... Um, Um, sorry, I just had to high beam someone because they were just smashing my eyes and I was getting blinded. I mean, we're in a we're in a fucking normal street and people are using their high beams. Yeah, so a lady died. Uh, a lady of a friend of mine, um, a friend of mine who's uh, I've known for a while now. Uh, I'm very sad to hear that he he's had to go through this loss. She, she was uh, a family member, um, actually, to be to be exact, um, and she was a cancer patient. She just had a bout of radiation with cancer and uh, and then she died of COVID-19 um, as, as a result uh, of having a low immune system. Obviously when you're having radiation, radiation absolutely annihilates all of that, okay? Um, so there's no chance of pretty much, uh, if you're in that uh, position, uh, especially a respiratory disease, I mean virus, sorry, correct me. Um, but, you know, it's it's funny because, like, I'm, I'm talking about this and then, uh, and, I, and I, it gets me thinking, like, uh, it, it's a hospital. Isn't a hospital supposed to be a safe place? Isn't a hospital supposed to be a place where um, you are at very low risk of catching anything? But yet, we seem to always notice that we, if we go to the, you know, if we end up in the emergency ward, we end up a few days later after being in the emergency ward, we end up catching a cold or a, a sniffly nose or a scratchy throat. Why, like, a hospital is supposed to be a clean, hygienic environment where we feel safe to have medical treatment. Now, what I don't understand in this case, which is what I'm talking about um, with the Northwest Regional Hospital here in, in Tasmania, uh, which is up on the north cut or the northwest coast um, over in Burnie. Uh, I live in Devonport, so it's about a half an hour drive, uh, about 40 minutes if uh, you get to the hospital. Um, so my, my point is, how do like 40 odd people catch it, right, in a hospital? But how do 40 odd people catch it in a hospital? And they're all staff members, mind you. Um, and yet, if you work in a hospital, you should be. You should be practicing the highest of highest of highest of highest hygiene standards. So obviously there's a breakdown in the process as they're obviously inside that hospital. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm not. I don't run the place. I'm not the boss. I'm not. I'm not a health minister. Even though in this country, you, to be a health minister, you don't actually have to be a qualified, um, uh, you know, a former qualified doctor or qualified doctor, qualified nurse, qualified anything. It's it's kind. Of, you, you can be the prime minister and. Um, your former job was probably, you know, um, a railway worker. Like, you know, that's that's the beauty of it. I mean, I mean, there's a bit more to it than, than that. There's a bit more nuts and bolts. But um, my my point is, so like, we have an outbreak in a hospital. But do you guys remember if you listen to this video or mean uh, listen to uh, this podcast or you've seen my YouTube video recently? 
um, where I, I curiosity got me today while I was in the garden. I was, I was, I remembered the the gastro. I remember the gastro outbreak on the ship just a couple of years ago. It wasn't It wasn't that long ago, to be honest. Um, it, it might have been 2017, 2018. Um, I, I, I don't remember it being last year, but I remember it was. It was. It wasn't long ago though. It's, it's still pretty fresh. Uh, the entire the entire ship was wiped out with gastro, right? Uh, which is which is highly infectious. I mean, it's it's it it's, it gets around um, really quickly, and you know you, you spew and have the shits for a few days, um, up to a week. You know, as long as you stay, you, you, it's a battle. Um, but how does how does gastro wipe out a whole ship? But the Ruby Princess, with what we're being told is COVID nineteen is a highly contagious. Uh, virus, uh, you know, respiratory uh, illness that uh, is highly infectious through uh, droplets that come from, you know, the lungs when you breathe out and you're talking, as I am now, um, and if you're too close to someone that you'll, they'll catch it. Now, how, how does something like that on a confined space not wipe out an entire fucking ship? That's my question. Like, I, I just want that answered. I want to... I want that answer. Like, how did not? How did that? How did nobody else? How did out of out of the whole crew and out of all the people on there, however many people there were, how did how did a few people get away with that? How did a few people not catch it? I mean, I'm I'm sure a couple of people caught it, and they were probably they probably even know they had it. But what about asymptomatic people? You know, a, a, a dry cough. Um, trouble breathing, um, worn down, fever, nothing. It was either like severe or they didn't have it. Like, I don't get that. They're on a ship. A ship is a confined, it's a big ass ship, but uh, a ship is a confined space. It's, uh, you can't go, you can't, you know, you, you're bound, if you do laps around the ship every day, you're bound to run into the same people every day. You know, it's not like going for a walk down the walking track on Monday and running into into Bill and Joe, you know, or running into you know Mary and, and John, you know, on a Tuesday. You, you might not see them again, you know, for another week. Whereas this, you know, on a ship, everybody's in contact with everybody. Everybody's in close conditions when they're eating. Everybody's in close. You know, there's public toilets. There's there's there's, there's gaming areas. There's there's mate. If it, I don't. That's what I don't get. Why is this? Why? How did that happen? So you get it. You get it to go into a hospital, which is how we got it here. By the way, we we allowed we allowed our our people to come home that had it. We should not have let them come home at all. Um, after, uh, before a 30 day period had been served in in Melbourne. Um, so, you know, that, that could have been on our government to pay for that, um, to pay for them to have a hotel stay. All right, you guys are residents of Tasmania. Right, you can come home in 30 days. What we're going to do is we're going to book out this hotel. We're going to book out this floor. You guys can uh, you guys can hang out here. We will help feed you. We will support you. Uh, and and we'll, we'll make sure you get through this and that you feel safe and you're comfortable and that, you know, it's, it's, um, it is what it is and, and we'll get there, right? We could have done that, but we didn't. We didn't. We allowed them to come home 
we allowed them to infect other people, we allowed them to, um, uh, yeah, essentially create an outbreak in, in a hospital, you know. So, that in that saying that, I've had it like I've had a lot of posts on Facebook that I've had to delete because of people's opinions are just clashing and everybody's getting angry and wound up and everybody's getting ah, just agitated because, um, you know, I don't. I don't really agree with the restrictions right now. I don't. I never will agree with them because I'm very much on my freedom. I, I'm very much I, like, okay, people are like, yeah, but you can go to the supermarket. Yeah, but if I get pulled over, I have to justify that. Like three months ago, I didn't have to justify that. Like that's not okay. I'm doing something. I'm doing the right thing. Okay, if I was speeding and I was going down the main street and it's a 60 zone and I was doing 80 or 70 and I got pulled over okay I, I that's I can cop that because I broke the law I broke the law you see these these new COVID laws haven't even been passed through Parliament okay essentially they are just asking for our consent uh, you know I read something that the, the Premier um, had said in a statement, and it and it, it's basically it's a it's a his statement is basically asking for our consent. He he he's asking for the northwest coast of Tasmania to consent to a 14-day lockdown. Okay, he's it it's not it's and over one million dollars in fines this weekend in Australia. A one million dollars. Fines? Are you kidding me? It, the the rules are really, really crazy, and I I I will bang on about this, and I've banged on from the start that we handled this so wrong, from the premier to the prime minister. Um, God, you know, he done an amazing job to get us to where we are now. He's done an amazing job to pick up. And, and 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 reconstruct his his. Everybody thinks he fucked up in the bushfires, but you know what? He actually didn't. The bushfires, he handled them perfect. The bushfires, he was actually really really good. Um, you know, you you can't you can't begin to comprehend how someone else is going to feel about having their bur their town burned down. So some people are very awkward in how they approach someone who is going through such a devastating time. The prime minister. Did his very absolute very best in that situation. Granted, he went away on holidays, but he's also entitled to holidays that he had booked pre-bushfire uh, crisis. So from one crisis to another, I don't think he I don't think he handled it that well. But in saying that, the 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 who and Chinese government were definitely not honest from the start. And you would never believe anything that China tells you anyway, period. It's a communist party. They hold, they withhold information all the time. They silence their media. They are very, very, very strict. Um, two people that spoke out about the virus, it's come to light that those people have... One of them was, was basically killed and the other one has just disappeared. Um, they incinerated all of their bodies. Okay, they've incinerated all their bodies because that's evidence. So that's evidence no one can find now. So no one will actually ever know how many people have died from this horrific respiratory illness. But 
in saying that. We could have handled it a lot better here. And, and this is the kicker, okay? Because I've had, oh, I've had one person ask me, okay, what would you do if you were Prime Minister? Well, for starters, I would have shut the country down. As soon as we knew people were dying in Asia, I would have shut the shit down. I would have no flights from Wuhan, no flights from China, no flights from anywhere. Shut that shit down, okay? Everybody who is on... Because you can't tell me they don't know where you are. I mean, we're getting messages every single day, every couple of days to tell us to stay home from the federal government and we're also getting it from the, the Tasmanian police. Okay, so each state is doing that. So you can't tell me they don't know how to find you and where to track you, okay? That's the reason why every single app now asks you for location permission, okay? Because they want to know where you are at all times, okay? So if we've got X amount Australians in China, then those X amount, are, you get them all to connect to flights to meet each other at one central location and then you move them on a flight directly here. And how do you do that? You do that with the Royal Australian Air Force. Okay? You commission the Air Force to go pick these people up. Okay? You commission the Air Force to bring these people home. You commission the Air Force to say, listen here, guys, this is what's going to happen. I want you to bring them in. We're going to bring them all into Sydney. All right, we're going to bring every person home. Every person that's overseas right now needs to get to uh, an international airport uh, and we're going to fly you home. We're going to fly you into Sydney. We're going to book you out a hotel and we're going to make sure that you guys can stay in the hotel for a month. Uh, you will be fed. You will be looked after. You will you will be taken care of. You'll have uh, access to healthcare, Medicare. You'll have access to doctors, nurses. We will look after you, okay? Um, that's what I would have done. And then what I would have done after that, step two, I would have said and called uh, a national emergency on all nursing homes and aged care facilities and in-home care services, okay? So lock it down. Lock down the 20%, okay? If you have an autoimmune disease, please stay home, Okay? If you have an autoimmune disease, please stay home. Please arrange people to help you get what you need from the shop until this is dealt with. Okay, not it's it's and Coles and and Woolworths and Bunnings and all these places that offer home delivery could have kept their delivery service for these guys, offering them a free service funded by the government. Okay, we've got billions and billions and billions of dollars being poured into the economy so that we can spend money, but we're not allowed out of our house when we could have spent billions of dollars in making sure that we got all our citizens home, kept them safe, and kept our old people safe. It, it's not rocket science. It's, it's really not rocket science. It's actually really logical, and it makes sense. So then what do we do? While we're waiting for the disease to die down, we we create herd immunity. We know that that's how that, that how it works. We know that with with studies that herd immunity is the best way to deal with a virus. Okay, we have a flu vaccination. We don't have a vaccination for the common cold and a sniffly throat, a sniffly nose. We have a flu vaccination. Okay, 
which only about 40%, I think. No, it's actually less. It'd be less. Okay, so let's put it in perspective. With a flu vaccination here in Australia, we still three, still three, uh, we still see three hundred thousand cases every single flu season, if not more, and climbing. We see eighteen thousand hospitalisations. Out of those eighteen thousand hospitalisations, we see between fifteen hundred and three thousand people die. That's every year, and we have a vaccination available. Okay. Not everybody's going to take the vaccination because they don't want to, because they don't have to, because it's a freedom of choice. It's their body. They get to choose what they put in it and how they use their body. Okay? We let them just we let people destroy their bodies with McDonald's and KFC and uh, and Coke and Diet Coke. You know, we let people do that. But you know, you, you've got to you've got to understand that we have the, the ability as a human is free will. That's our ability. That is one of our abilities, is to be able to make our own free choice and decision that's best for us and our welfare. Okay? If I don't want a vaccination, I don't have to have one. Okay? That's what's best for me. If you want to have a vaccination, you can go ahead and have one. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not pro or against. But what I am against is having my freedom restricted and put in a situation where I feel anxious and uh, and a little bit stressed. Um, so the point is, the point is, there is a point to this this, this thing. It is that um, we're going to come out of this. Um, at the back end of this, it's going to be crazy. Um, I'm, I'm going to urge everybody that is Australian, that, actually, I'm going to urge the world to spend local, so go to your local bars, restaurants, cafes, coffee hubs, cinemas. Um, stay local, you know, stay in your local state if you want to go on a holiday. Uh, but I don't think we're going to be out of this until December, Australia. I don't think we're going to be out of the woods. I could be wrong. I mean, we could be out of here in about a month or two, but who knows? But, um, yeah, there's just a few things I wanted to get off my chest, I guess. Um that's it. I'm going to go for my bike ride. Cheers.